Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I got this for free from my dad's work. It is the <laughs> Luke and Pete show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Miller. Hello. I always start this show. I know. You should sometimes. Well, you're the traditional... Um, Mix it up, mate. You're the one with the best hosting skills, Mix I think. Mix it up, mate. I'm more reactive than we're proactive. Talk, we're talking about uh, the party that I uh, DJ'd um, a few weeks ago now. No, it was um, on Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, on Monday, sure. Mm. But we, yeah, but I DJ'd oh, you did a, a while back. while ago. Yeah. Um, I, there was a magician there. Now, I mm. don't like close-up magicians. I don't like magicians. They are professional liars. Uh, it upset. I hate being tricked. I think it's bullshit. And I think anybody who practices in their bedroom and their magic tricks are weird. Of course, I don't think that. Uh, I'm just saying it no, for effect. Did you notice that the way, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not passing personal judgment on this. It's mm. just more of a statement of, of what I've observed, is that at some point in the recent past, magicians had to become like urban. Yeah, yeah. Lest they be... Baseball caps. Accused of being paedophiles, basically. <laughs> no, it's because they dress like um, what you would imagine a paedophile would dress That's what I mean. like. Yeah, That's like what I'm saying. Yeah. Like so they wanted to put some cl- clothes. They wanted to put clear blue water between them and the paedophile scene. Yeah. That's but what then I'm the paedophile scene caught up with them. Well, no, because <laughs> David Blaine, Dynamo, all the big names, they're yeah. all urban, aren't they? Yeah. But then, you know. There you go. Carry on. <laughs> what were you, you going to say? Well, this guy was doing some genuinely amazing stuff. Like, you know, he put in... Um, people's wedding rings on his uh, on his key ring uh, in his back pocket. Um, he, yeah. he he went to one girl and went, "What's your favorite film?" And she and and she um, I can't remember if she told him or didn't tell him. Either way, he, key, he, that, he, isn't it? well no, <laughs> because, well no because he went right. Go to my Instagram page and he went uh, and and he told well, me the Instagram every page. film in history. <laughs> <laughs> and the Instagram page uh, that he went to um, was uh, was so she, he said go to my Instagram page. So she looked for him on Instagram, found him. And in his profile, it said, hello, my name is, um, insert magician's name, uh, and my favourite film is Romeo and Juliet. And that was the film that was, was her favourite film. Wow. Which That's is incredible. Good. I mean, it's not, it's not a big, it's not the biggest film you'd ever imagine. No, it's not at all, no. Did, did, fascinating? Did they say which version of Romeo and Juliet, or was that too specific? <laughs> was it the Baz Luhrmann version? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, bracket, Baz brackets, Luhrmann. brackets Baz Luhrmann. Um, brackets, Western you... Street. But I wanted, I wanted to be like, because he was working the room, I was thinking, what's to stop me? Going around and working the room God, as well, like a bad music. What's to mu- stop me being centre of attention as well? No, but if I go around being like a bad magician, the day after, pe- some people, half the room would be going, "He's definitely a paedophile." No, well, <laughs> wasn't that magician brilliant? And the half the room would be going, "No, he was fucking dreadful." Oh yeah, see what you he mean? Put, yeah, because I want to sort of go to people and go, "Right, I bet I can guess what um, you've got in your uh, glass, a uh, vodka or gin," and just put my fingers in it, lick it, and go, yeah. mm, "It's gin." 
Yeah, that would be I funny. Think, uh, I mean, it would also be a really fast way of ruining someone's like, livelihood. Yeah, you? I don't think I'd get... Well, yeah, that's exactly you're right. To be, you're supposed to be friend of the workers, you are. Magic you out of it, mate. Yeah, yeah, oi. No magician's oi. union, just a magic circle. Let's start, nice to see you magic up a salary now, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so you, generally, uh, were you in, in favour of his uh, of his magic, magic tricks? or? Well, he was one of the urban ones. He was one of the fresh ones, the new ones. He was using right. social media for crying out loud. He has a couple of them on social media with these videos where you think that must be a camera trick. I mean, that's that ridiculous. must be a camera Well, it, everything's a trick, isn't it? Well, well, he, it's just, it's just how they do it. One of the ones I saw, the guy literally walks into like a Sainsbury's local and there's a load of bottles of whatever, seven up on the, uh, on the shelf. And he just touches one of them and it transforms instantly into like a bottle of Coke. Is that not, is that that, is that, that kind of um, Asian American kid who just, who is, he's an editor, he edits stuff. Like he, he, he's like a Vine star back in the day. Dunno. And he kind of like, he edits, he's a really good editor of stuff. And he, he does look magic, but I mean, it's very much. No point asking me, man, I'm 37. Computer magic. Um, you lost me at Vine, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> I had a tree surgeon in the house. Uh, not oh, in the house, that wouldn't make any sense. In the, uh, in the back garden. It's actually in the garden opposite me, um, but the tree was um, affecting both of our gardens. Right. Um, and uh, he was amazing. He was really good. And he jumped around the tree like a massive tree, like a little monkey, and, mm. and did all the business. And I was fascinated by how good he was. Mm. Quite a young guy, um, and he would he would jump around with this chainsaw on mm. a rope. Uh, I think I saw the picture. Yeah, and uh, I said to him, I don't know if I told you this. I said to him, uh, when, I, when I paid him at the end, I said, "Oh, how how um, how long have you been doing it and stuff?" And I said, "You're obviously pretty good." And he was like, oh, "I've been doing it since I left school, or that 15, 10, 15 years or something." Um, I said, have you ever fallen out of a tree? Mm. And he said, I've never fallen out of a tree, but check this out. Rolled his leg up. Rolled his leg up, rolled his, uh, his trouser leg up. Right. Because they wear these Kevlar trousers, right? Oh, so the... Oh, protected right? trousers, oh, yeah. Oh, really? And, and oh, uh, yeah. he rolled it up. And I'm not joking, Pete. I, I, I would have taken a photo of it to show you, but it, it would have been inappropriate. Like half his calf was missing. Oh, chainsaw. And I, and I, said, yeah, I said, what happened? He said, well, I'll tell you. I was on the way to work. A mate of mine calls me. And says, um, do, you, "Do you mind terribly bringing your chainsaw over and just just pruning this tree? It's not that big. It won't take you five minutes. I'll buy you a beer, type thing." And he's mm. like, "Yeah, yeah, fine." So on the way into work, he did that. Mm. He saw the tree; it's small, so he didn't even bother getting changed. Grabbed mm. his chainsaw, jumped up onto one branch, mm. not that far off the ground, mm. started um, started using it, and it slipped and basically cut through almost his entire leg. What? And he had to jump down one leg, hold it, tie a t shirt, tie a t shirt around it. Anyway, to cut a long story short. To cut a long leg short. Yeah, he was in hospital for, for weeks. He had to have several skin, skin grafts. He was saying stuff like he had to have part of a vein removed from another part of, of his other leg mm. to, to repair it. And he's very lucky not to lose the leg. Yeah. And this was only about, I think it was only about nine, ten months ago or something like that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no. I was like, all right. Get well, your listen, Kevlar trousers on, mate. Have a good day. And, and he showed me the Kevlar <laughs> trousers that he was wearing that day. And they've got little uh, marks all over them. Oh, what, where he's like... So it does happen, So he has just caught... Yeah. Well, I guess... Oh, oh, that's horrible. I don't like to hear that at all, to be no, honest. A, but, friend, uh, a friend got um, run over by a car once. He got pinned to uh, a wall uh, with his car. Um, and his leg is fucked. Really? Like, proper just fucked. Does he walk with a limp? Uh, no, no, he's all right. He's just, it's just... A, it, it's weird what the um, leg can, uh, can withstand after The human body is an amazing thing, isn't it? Wow, it's incredible. It is incredible. very, very good. So what else has been floating your boat? See that woman who, got, um, who had reconstructive surgery or a face transplant... After yes, she uh, shot herself in the face. I mean, it must have been a shotgun because that's that's not a. Oh, um, I didn't realize that was how it happened. Well, she shot herself in the face, right? Um, so she had um, somebody else's face grafted on, um, and you know she's got a face now with massive eye problems, but she's got her face now, 
Um, but to make such a mess of a face with one shot, I think it would probably have to be in a shotgun. Incredible. Terrible. But, but it's amazing it. what surgeons can do. Oh, it's amazing. It happened with that woman who had her face ripped off by a chimp, didn't it? Oh. As well, a few years <laughs> oh, yeah. ago. Um, on, on slightly more, um, hopefully, uh, cheerful news, mm. um, did you hear about this thing that happened in um, Guernsey? Mm, um, no. So <laughs> I was thinking about Jersey and Danny Cipriani. So there's a woman called... Um, oh, I didn't hear about that. Maybe you can tell about that in a minute. Um, Some nightclub outside, I don't know. All right. Um, the rugby player? Yeah. Yeah, no, this is in Guernsey. Who, was he, who did he used to go out with, famous? Charlotte Church? Yes, it was, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. maybe Kelly Brook? Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Sounds all right. Um, Miss Henderson, this woman who lives in Guernsey, mm. in St. Peter Port, which I think is the main town there, um, she was a, a, against um, council plans to narrow a road. Right. But she found that she couldn't stop it. Mm. So what she did, oh, she, yeah. she evoked a feudal law called Clamour de Harrow, um, and raising a clamour apparently stretches back to the early Norman period in the Channel Islands. It's thought to be a plea to Rollo, the first Duke of Normandy, right? Uh, what you have to do, apparently, she, she basically thought that the narrowing of the road would endanger pedestrians and motorists. Mm. So she um, raised the clamour, as it's called, by reciting in French, um, Harrow, 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 Allez mon prince on me fator, um, which, say, which translates to come to my aid, my prince, for someone does me wrong, followed by the Lord's Prayer in French. <laughs> and the Lord dates back to the 10th century as a form of self-policing because there was no law enforcement there. And there's a picture of her in like a, a floral like summer dress on her knees in a building site uh, reciting the Lord's Prayer in French. <laughs> She's, uh, I mean, that loophole is instantly going to be uh, yeah. clause, isn't it? So when people say to you in a pub, you know sometimes... Um, You'll be in a, say you're going to a birthday party in a pub and it's a friend of a friend and another guy who you've never met come over and it is always a guy and they come over and they go, hey, uh, hey, you uh, Pete, Pete Donaldson? Yeah, good to meet you. Yeah, did you know that uh, you can actually uh, shoot a Welshman on a Sunday using a crossbow mm. from 40 yards and mm. it's never been overturned as a law and you'd get away with it? That, you know, that type of pub You can put your sheep on a bridge or something. Yeah, I didn't think that was real. But mm. in this case, it actually is. Because it's the Channel Islands and yeah. they are backwards. Well, that's going down well. That's not going to go down well. They are backwards. The, even the people on the Channel Islands know that they're backwards. We're going to get complaints about no, that. No, no. Look, look, I went out with a girl from Jersey and it is Daily, oh, right. it's Daily Mail Island. It's Daily Mail so Island. when people are done... Everyone, can... if you don't work in a bank, you're a fascist. <laughs> So, so you're an old fascist. When people are done complaining about your treatment of gerbils, um, they're going <laughs> to start complaining about this. You got that. You got that war museum that's in Jersey, and it's basically the story of a lot of neighbourhoods just telling tales on each other to the Nazis. That person's got a quartz radio. Literally execute him. Hello? Literally execute Dave down the road because he's got a fucking quartz radio. Daily Mail Island, sink him, sink, <laughs> sink the whole thing. I know what I'm naming this episode now. Hello at LukeandPeach.com. <laughs> if you are a native of the uh, Channel That's Islands and you take issue with Pete Donaldson's rampant intolerance. The only computers they have are connected to the banking system. You sound like Alan Partridge when he's talking about farmers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you sound like. I'm not even going to put a caveat that I'm joking. I don't care. Come at me, Jersey. Are you trying to scuttle this ship <laughs> on purpose? <laughs> Come at me, Danny Cipriani on Jersey in La Rue Odon. Actually, that was where my ex-girlfriend used to live. Good. St. <laughs> Helier, I mean. St. Helier. What would Graham Lasso say about What would this? Graham Lasso? What would Matt Letizia say about this? Matt Letizia is Guernsey, isn't he? Yes. And Lasso. I don't know. I'll look Guernsey it up, Guernsey as well, I So think. you're just talking about Jersey, are you? Uh, maybe I'm, I'm just talking about Jersey. I've never been, I must admit, I've never been to Guernsey. Uh, the only way to get okay. there is uh, on a Fly B flight uh, where they don't have 
um, tur- they don't have um, what are the engines that are like turbines, not turbines, jet, like, engines. jet engines rather than they they've, only got, jet engines. they've only got open like they've only got open propeller plants. propellers. Um, and it's not, I don't like it. Graham Lasso is from uh, St Helier in in oh uh, he's from Jersey then in Jersey. Yeah. I've met, I've worked with Graham a few times. A lovely fella. Oh, um, one person. I went out with a girl who's quite lovely. So you know. So why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> why must you be like Her this? Family were very nice. Good. Good. Well, there listen. Was a, there was a um who his her sister went out with. I think married in the end. A bloke who was a uh, he had a congenital uh, birth defect. He didn't have most of his right leg and no ankle um and therefore no foot. So who are you talking about? Leg. Sorry. Um, my ex who used to come, who came from Jersey. Right. She, she used to uh, her sister to go out with and then eventually marry. A guy who had no um, right leg uh, to the knee, I think, and right. no foot on the left, um, and I think he was missing um, part of his arm as well. Okay, so he used to get a lot of work as basically like a stuntman. He was, right. a, he was a karate teacher, incredible, right? Uh, and uh, and he used to get um, he used to get a lot of work like in films where people's arms and legs would get blown off. Another man from Jersey that you like and respect. By the sound of it, I don't think he was even from Jersey, to be honest. So, oh, so that's why you got on well. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, okay, right. We could reminisce about the mainland. <laughs> Peter, you're going to be in so much trouble for it's this. Too close to France to be regarded as being our um, possession. Give it to them. Should we go um, <laughs> to the emails after the break? Because I've got an email from someone from another island off the coast of the UK. Where? Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, the first step is to find the right position for you. Put your hands down 
and lower your chest to the ground. Just do that and pretend that you're holding poop in and it should sound a lot like this. <laughs> That's that lad who uh, can suck air through his bum. Like and, you. Uh, make a bum pump. Like yeah. you famously when yeah. you were a boy. When I was a boy. I think... Um, like the Hobbit's advert with more pumps. Can I just say, my, my, my imagery of your childhood is now so rich that I'm, I've currently got the, the, this image <laughs> in, my, in my head of you upstairs in your bedroom with that um, thing your dad bought you as a mask on. <laughs> it's kind of like Ben. On your hands and knees, sucking doing in air through pumps. No, so yeah, sucking air in through, through the machine. Yeah. Doing pumps while my dad executes a gerbil well, from behind. Well, a gerbil's hanging from the tank. <laughs> well, there's a coal truck in, smashed into the downstairs living room. Yeah. <laughs> and your dad's uh, and your dad's mate's trying to sell you fish from outside the sewage pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and your poor, long-suffering mother is thinking, how did it come to this? She's the worst one. <laughs> She's my least favourite as well. That's what uh, she. That's what she gets. In in, the, in a uh, way, this this show is all about the uh, the rich history of your upbringing, Donaldson. Anyway, so. before the um, ad break, I did promise uh, an email from someone from an island off the coast of uh, the UK, and I'm delighted to say we've it, heard again it, from Richard Cook of the Western Isles of Scotland. Oh, hello, Richard Cook of the. <laughs> yeah. He says, "Hello, I've been meaning to send this email for a while. Over various shows, you've spoken about extreme weather. I suppose we have." Uh, I'm a big weather geek, and, and I have been all of my life. Uh, and two notable events that happened in the USA with torna tornadoes uh, were the Greensburg tornado in 2007, which wiped the town completely off the map. And the tornado was so powerful, it carried the McDonald's sign 11 miles down the road. That's, that's like a um, big game of horseshoe. Probably like Al Donald's by the mm. end of it. Um, in 2013, the El Reno tornado in Oklahoma had winds of over 300 miles an hour, and its peak was 2.6 miles wide. Um, try to fathom that kind of size and speed. I mean, 2.6 miles wide is... I mean, that's an incredible distance for a storm, isn't it? For a tornado. <laughs> um, he actually goes on to say, I've been out chasing in the USA myself four times and seen 13 tornadoes, including seven in one evening outside uh, La Crosse in Kansas, a very small town, which in its Wikipedia entry includes notable events in the town, um, uh, including a tornado outbreak and, and also mm. being home to the Barbed Wire Museum. <laughs> and I think that's, that's that's actually barbed wire, not the Pamela Anderson. Don't call film. me babe. Yeah, yeah. Was that barbed wire? Barbed wire. Barbed wire. Was yeah. her name Barb in I that film? I think was Barbara. Yeah. Dreadful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a big old place, America, isn't it? I think I saw every every just... every bloke of our age watched that for very specific reasons. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it. To be honest, I wasn't, maybe I wasn't a Pammy fan. Um, I like the fact that um, Storm Chasers like. Or, or that kind of people who kind of chase twists and stuff. It's really funny because they'll just run after something and then if they get too close, they're like, chase, 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 run away. Run away. Oh, God. Do you remember the Bill Paxton vehicle, uh, Twister? Yes, I do. Saw that at the cinema. Great movie from memory. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> I don't think it is a great movie. Is it not? Movie, no. Oh, I really liked it at the time. <laughs> was it the big movie that, was it the big break that um, Bill Paxton got after Aliens, that movie? Uh... No, hadn't he done like Independence Day before Twister? Oh, maybe, yeah. But yeah. Bill, but um, Aliens was his breakthrough, wasn't it? I can't remember. I don't think I've ever seen Aliens or Alien 3. I think I've only ever seen the original. You've never seen Aliens? They it's come classic. at night mostly. It's still in my um, cultural touchstone saying um, they come at night mostly because because we of found South out. Park. I mean, also we found out the girl who plays Newt in that, the girl you're talking again. about, never, never did another film. Never again. worked It's not like she's never worked again. She's probably got another job. She <laughs> didn't do another film again. When uh, you said that we had an email from someone off the coast of, um, of the UK, I, I thought you meant James from Australia. 
Oh, yeah. James says, dear good fellows, your lack of a term for the toy mini skateboards, they're called tech decks. Oh, that rings a bell, they're yeah. called tech decks. Uh, these little humdingers help many a high school kid avoid boredom and going insane during maths class. Class, class. Um, and he'd uh, attached a load of pictures of the tech decks. And, and one of the promo pictures really makes me laugh because it's a man, a, an older man than you'd expect, um, on a skateboard going around the corner, also using a tech deck skateboard on a wall as he's going around the corner on an actual skateboard. Well, that's brilliant. How old are we talking? It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a static picture. How old it's, is he? He looks about 35. He looks about our age. Right. A man way too old to be playing with a tech deck or being on a skateboard. Yeah, the more you say tech deck, the more it's familiar to me. Tech deck. Yeah. But it's just they had little um, like screwdrivers and, and spare wheels you could put on. So strange. If I said that I think Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is one of the best video games ever, would you call me a basic bitch again? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I think it's um, I'd put more hours into that than probably one of any of the Fallout games, to be honest, which are notably um, long-winded. Soundtrack to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was epic as well. You probably only like the kind of the rap metal nah, songs. I really like that song because I'd never really heard of that sort of music you liked before at that yeah. point because I was at uni. Yeah. And what's that one? Here I am going on for what I am. Goldfinger. Yeah, it's class. Great tune. Superman. Yeah, love it. Famous vegans. Were they really? I think Were so. they straight edge? Oh, certainly, uh, certainly um, no, I don't think they're straight edge. I think, they just, um, he, I think he was either a vegan. Yeah, I think he was a vegan. He was very, he did a couple of songs. He did one con- song called Open Your Eyes or Open Your Mind, which is all about not eating meat. Uh, but the best song from that soundtrack is Miss 16th by Hlagwagon. So there we go. We, even though it's a ripoff of A, Who Did Addicted to Love, Robert Palmer. Good stuff, Pete. That's great Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, There's actually, I was actually, uh, there is a version of, it's, a fan-created uh, version of Tony Hawk um, where they've taken all of the levels from pretty much every Tony Hawk and put it all in one game. And you can play it online with other people. Uh, you can huh. do all of the things you can do in every Tony Hawk, in the later Tony Hawks that you know added extra features in old levels and they've updated some of the graphics and stuff. And I think it's called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Pro where they've basically just taken a later version of Tony Hawk's and put all of the old levels into there. And because it's a old game put into a new engine or uh, the levels load really quickly and it's wonderful and I need to download it quickly because uh, it'll probably be taken down soon because Activision have deep pockets that does sound really good Um, in my mind I don't know if this is helpful or not but in my mind Tony Hawk's face is completely interchangeable with Lance Armstrong (laughs) similar sort of discipline I suppose but but, uh, Tony Hawk um, famously made like it it, like rescued his, his career he made so much money. I think he spoke um, about meeting with a representative from video game, um, from, from the video game from side of things, from Activision, yeah. um, on Neversoft or however. He sat down with them for, for lunch uh, and the guy just pushed a check for £3 million over, $3 million over, yeah. over the other side of the day. He's never sort of said how much money he made out of it, but that was <sighs> just, you know, half a year's amount of money he was given I'd, for I'd Tony probably, I'd probably um, buy the lunch. <laughs> Uh, you? I'll pick this one up. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that documentary movie, All This Mayhem, about no. the Pappas brothers? No. Tony Hawk's in that. Actually. Is he right? Okay. Um, it's brilliant. It's about two. I think they're Australian. No, they might be American. I can't remember. Two young brothers, mm. um, skateboarders, brilliantly mm. talented, and they go to I think they go to LA or whatever, and their lives slowly unravel in a ridiculous way to the point where you think this can't be real. Mm. It's worth watching. It's called mm. All This Mayhem. Skateboarders always look like they're having a lot of fun, like pro skateboarders yeah, and stuff. these guys weren't. <laughs> uh, Pete, I'm going to ask you a question, Ooh. and I'm going to hope that you haven't seen the email I'm about to read. Okay. Um, what do you think 
is the tallest freestanding structure in the UK. I didn't put this email in because I thought it was a bit totally dull. This dull, is gold. Dull, dull. This, this is Jared Mulligan's email. Is gold. Jared Mulligan. Okay, so no one at home. I, 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 like, I like to think, if you're listening to this, you don't know the answer to that question <laughs> because the tallest freestanding structure in the UK is in Huddersfield and you've probably never heard of it. Jared mm. Mulligan takes up the story um, via me because we didn't mic him up or anything. Um, he says, hello to Luke and the Peaks. I have been listening to old episodes of the pod and I work night shift um, and recently came back across the episode involving uh, the collapse of the Pontiac Silverdome roof due to heavy snowfall. Mm. I would like to bring your attention to a similar situation a lot closer to home. Now, many of your listeners may be surprised to hear that the tallest freestanding structure in the UK is not in London, but in fact in quaint little old Huddersfield town. Emily Moore Mast. Had you heard of that, Pete? Uh, no, I hadn't. I hadn't either. No. It's commonplace among uh, the West Yorkshire skyline, currently sitting at a massive 330 metres tall, which, by the way, makes it the 24th tallest tower in the world. Mm. And um, as, as, as of the 19th of March 1969, um, the second iteration of the mast, which was even taller, with a height of 386 metres, um, collapsed. Hence, it's now at 330 metres. This was caused by the weight of icicles that have formed on the tower with one of the cables holding up the not freestanding structure completely ripping a church in half. Um, thankfully, nobody was hurt during the incident, but left the bemused engineer working that shift in shock. Um, the current 330-metre tower is six metres taller than the Eiffel Tower, which at the top um, shows all the tallest buildings around the world. Um, but for the UK, it uses the Shard, which is smaller, which I still hold as propaganda from the French. Uh. So basically, what he's saying there, and in the way I appallingly read that, is that it should really be um, the Emily Moore mast um, that is is used instead of the shard in all those little graphics you see in the back oh, of right, Sunday okay. newspapers. Yeah. Um, so there you go. The Emily Moore Master is the tallest freestanding structure in the UK. All right. How did that go? I like it. I was, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by that. Uh, I don't understand what your problem is. I just think over 10 foot, it's really hard to kind of imagine things. Because <laughs> well, you don't get a perspective. You just you don't mean. get a perspective. It's just like... Yeah. Yeah. But have you ever been to... When, a... I, when, when somebody filmed me bungee jumping, I was very unimpressed with how shit it looked. You know what I mean? Because I was bricking it, and it was scary and exciting and exhilarating. Um, How high were you, though? You're only up a crane, weren't you? Say again. You're only, only up, a up a crane. Yep. Oh, it still has to be high enough for me to be able to bungee jump. Like, it was. It was pretty high. It was like 100 foot or something. I don't fucking know how tall it was, but it was very tall. Tall. But Tallest Pete, I've ever jumped off anything. You do realise that there's a big difference between 100 feet and essentially 1,200 feet. No, I, what... I really think it, there isn't. Uh, right, uh, <laughs> Daniel. Hello, Daniel. A big fan of the show. Thanks, Daniel. I thought it was about time I emailed you seeing uh, as I live uh, close by to Luke. I'm in lovely Penge, apparently. All right, yeah. Uh, back in July, my girlfriend, um, friend Steve, and I decided to have a road trip to the Comic-Con in sunny Birmingham. As you know, these shows have quite a few uh, TV and film celebrities and a work colleague of mine asked if I wanted to go and see Kenny Johnson. He's a man who's been in The, the Shield, Bates Motel, Sons of Anarchy, and currently in SWAT on Sky. Uh, of course, this being no problem, I went to see him first thing Sunday morning, a wonderfully delightful chap. He was happy to personalise the autograph and chat to me uh, a bit about football and sports. I shook his hand and left. I sent a picture to my colleague who was over the moon and asked if it was no problem. Uh, could I get one for her boyfriend? Again, this was no problem. As I approached Kenny, he noticed me and said, Hey, you're back already. How about an arm wrestle this time? 
Wow, brilliant. A weird request, I thought, but never wanting to back out of a challenge, I obliged. We set up, took the strain, and he immediately won. Now, <laughs> now at the time, I heard a huge pop in my elbow. Oh, dear. And to cut a long story short, he won with such force that my bicep tendon tore and snapped. My bicep muscle essentially was loose and hanging under my armpit. As you guessed, I left the show straight away, drove back to sunny Croydon, where they told me this is a very serious... Uh, injury and surgery was needed immediately. The surgery basically involved cutting my arm open, pulling my severed tendon back into place, fixing my bicep back into place, and then uh, drilling into my forearm bone to attach the tendon to its closest possible point. I have that within the week and now uh, face a year-long recovery time to gain full use of my arm again. I googled Kenny Johnson once I was uh, in, uh, once I was okay again, and found out found out that he's an ex-arm wrestling champion. Oh my god. <laughs> Kenny Johnson needs to be more responsible with his weapons. I have been uh, in touch with him since, and he is, and he was devastated he hurt me this bad. And I imagine if uh, I was an American gentleman, I would be contacting my uh, attorney. Yeah. <laughs> Physical therapy is going well, and I can nearly rotate my arm again. I'll include a few pictures. Keep with the good work, guys. Love the show. Uh, kind regards, Daniel. Uh, I was working backwards on the email, so the first email I saw from Daniel was just a load of operation pictures and, and bloodied scars going, thought, What's this here, bad man here are my pictures. With no message attached. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this about, Daniel? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, surely uh, the Comic-Con in Birmingham's insurance does not include arm wrestles. You're no, not I mean, allowed to arm wrestle punters, surely. I mean, it's quite irresponsible from Kenny Johnson knowing that he was an arm wrestling champion <laughs> and just grabbing some guy who I presume, with the greatest respect to Daniel, isn't an athletic chap of no. that level. I think that's poor. What that what, poor. what do the photos look like, Pete? Um, just a lot of uh, a, a rather miffed um, looking chap uh, with a lot of um, scar. I mean, pretty tidy scars, to be honest. It's a big job, that isn't it? Well, anything yeah. like that? Anything? I you know, I started working out a little bit, and, and my elbow that I broke when I was about eleven. Oh, you've 12, got a scar for that as well. Still you? got yeah. a scar for that. It's still yeah. very visible. Yeah. Um, because the the knob on my um, elbow started floating down my arm after I tried to do a, a Jürgen Klinsmann dive. Um, oh, an astro. It still hurts. Uh, no, it was on. It was on. It was on the burn. It was on the burn valley. It was in the burn valley area. As was discussed earlier. Um, whenever I do shoulders or anything, I can still. I can still feel it clicking. No, yeah. even now. Yeah. So I didn't do my physio. No. Did well, not do my physio. At least Daniel's got a good story to tell. I mean, he's mm. almost. He's going to be in the position in a couple of years where he's going to want people to ask him how it happened. Yeah, but that guy's not quite as well known. If no, it was like Benedict Cumberbatch or something. Or The Rock. Yeah. I mean, that'd be brilliant if it was The Rock, wouldn't it? We should have an arm wrestle. We should have an arm wrestle on the show. I'd like to see Kenny Johnson take on someone his own size. Thank you very much. The <laughs> thing is, I googled him as well. He's not that big. He's not that big. He looks like a normal sized dude. I think you're probably bigger than him. He's also 55. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. well, fair dues. Uh, he's from uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Um, <laughs> but he was raised in Wethersfield, Vermont. So home of arm uh, wrestling interestingly enough he also attended Central Connecticut State University where my wife studied for her masters so huh. it's a small world I remember watching I stay remember away from in, my wife's arm I remember being in New Orleans uh, watching uh, one of the many bands that play in uh, in Bourbon Street every night on the Ark of Bar on the what that's what they call it isn't it what the Ark of Bar well yeah. it's just like a, a big street with a lot yeah, of bars big, yeah, 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 yeah big thing yeah um, where you can get hand grenade drinks and stuff. The only reason I know that, by the way, is because Japan Droids, who are one of my favourite bands, did a record, their most recent record, mm. and it's essentially a, a sort of loosely based concept album on New Orleans, and the central ah. song is called Ark of Bar. Ah, okay. Mm. Well, I was I remember watching this uh, the, one of the bands play Uptown Funk for the 50th fucking time of the day that, that Don't weekend. Don't believe me, just watch. Um, and the guy who's, who is the lead singer had no interest in singing with his band. I mean, he would pop on on the mic and sing, 
uh, but he was mainly, um, while he was singing, just watching on the television to his left, this arm wrestling championship. Right. He was so distracted. He was just so not into it. He would just be watching the arm wrestling championship, but when he had to go and sing uh, his line, he'd run over and... uh, and sing his line and go back to the arm wrestling championship. He was so into it. I always used to get anxious when I used to first go watching bands where, I don't know why, it's hard to explain, but on that sort of, uh, on that sort of thread, where the vocalist would be really sort of relaxed and laissez-faire about whether they were going to get to the mic in time to sing. <laughs> and I'd be like, you're not going to make it. You're not going to get there in time. They'll be running off doing sign cast. And they always, they always do. Would. I saw the guy who, um, from uh, The National, yeah. Um, Bryce, think, what's his name? Bryce. I think, I think he might. I think he might be. Bryce Destner, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that it sounds like a sort of private jet, doesn't it? Oh, I came over on a Bryce Destner. <laughs> Definitely, a really nice car. Yeah. Um, yeah. He uh, he like went out. He had this really long XLR cable. He didn't have a wireless mic. I love the way you've identified the cable type. Well, it's just a long. It's just a, he just had a ridiculously long XLR cable. Like this so he managed this to sort one, of. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's basically what you what you're talking about there. But he managed to sort of. I think he's a bit. I think he's a bit of a, um, a drinker, but like I, he wasn't this animated at ATP. Let's make that very clear. And he wasn't that pissed. Right. Uh, but he would just he would he actually walked out into the crowd, into the main arena, went to a bar, still connected to a microphone, still singing, ordered himself a sagresh, and then managed to make it back in time uh, to, to to finish the set. Brilliant. I think he was drunk. Uh, yeah, Mike. <laughs> this is a but nice. Yeah, still could perform. Incredible. This is a, this is a nice subject. Mike skills. I reckon for mm. my money. And I've been to a f- I've been to a f- few gigs over the years. In my mm. money, Cedric Bixler about the driving to Mike Skills are the best. Does he swing the micro mic around? I've seen him swing it around on a big. So he lets the load of the flex go out. Mm. So he swing it on a big sort of what would you call it circumference diameter mm. or whatever. Swing it up in the air. Yeah. Back heel it and catch it on his other hand <laughs> and start singing it all in perfect time. That's pretty good. And for those of you who don't know much is about the, their work... Is the watch... XLR collection um, reinforced with um, gaffer tape? I think he's probably got his own, his yeah, own uh, sort, of, sort of premium what, level what, cable. Connector. But he, um, if, you don't know, if you're not familiar with At The Driving's work, <laughs> just type in At The Driving Jules Holland on into YouTube and you'll see exactly what I mean. Chaos. Mm. Absolute chaos. The guy from Tate Max Sunday is quite good at that as well. Is he? Well, really, I'm uh, sure there are loads of them because you mm. do it all the time. Well, right? he, well, what I like about him is that he reinforces his um, his cable connection um, uh, with um, gaffer tape so it doesn't, right. doesn't become unfurled at any that, moment. That's important. Um, yeah. Time for one more quick email, I think, uh, on a musical theme as well. And this one's from Ewan in Aberdeen who says, I enjoyed hearing you speak about one of my favourite albums recently, Spiritualized, Ladies and Gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space. Mm. Do you remember that, Pete? Yep. Um, where they uh, spiritualized uh, Jason Pierce, released the album, the version of the CD, and it was like, they call it a blister pack, but it was essentially stylized as a big paracetamol, and you had to peel the foil off mm. to get the CD out. Um, and I think it cost them a lot of money. And the and the inlay card was like dosage instructions. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, really, yeah, it was yeah. back in the day when people had, were creative with their packaging, before before um, online and downloads and that kind of stuff. Um, Ewan says, in addition to the limited edition version of the CD, um, which you talked about in case in the paracetamol type blister pack. There was also a much more elaborate and expensive version that featured each track on, of the album in its own individual mini CD. So it was like a pack of paracetamol. Right. So each song was a mini CD. Um, and he said, um, I often ogled about a, a copy of this in my local record shop, but balked at the £70 price tag, mm. not to mention the impracticality of having to exchange disc after every track. Um, <laughs> it's quite pretentious. Um, but it was I... re-released It was re-released in 2009, and you can buy um, a version of it for £125 now. So it's there if you want it, guys. A special edition score, that's probably not even the top you know, top 10 pricey uh, special edition packs. I think there's a Guns N' Roses one going for like 
400 oh it's more quid. than that it's 750 quid yeah that the big, big box one, the big box yeah, yeah incredible yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot more of that kind of shenanigans and it's certainly more interesting stuff in the video game world because you get little statues and little yeah. you know USB keys and all that shit well, half of them you, stuff. you bring into this office yeah exactly well, um, I quite like the idea because uh, we're both of a certain age I quite like the idea of the track listing the inlay card the packaging all being part of the actual album if, if the mm. artist has thought about every part of it, to me, it makes it, I know it makes me sound old fashioned, but it makes it feel more complete and more interesting as like a piece of art, if you know what I mean. I um, was interviewing Noel Gallagher a few weeks ago and I sort of said I quite like the um, uh, the uh, the vinyl version of his new single. I couldn't tell you what the fucking song is. Did you run out, but, did you run out of things to say? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, no, actually, I managed to get three words in and he was like, mm. um, but he, Easy day at the office um, you, I was told not to mention Liam and then he mentioned Liam in the first five minutes. So I was like, well, okay. what, what am I supposed to do with that then? That what am I supposed to fucking yeah. do with that? Um, and uh, he, and he sort of went, oh no, just, someone just comes around my house and I point at which one I like. I was like, okay, really? good. You're really oh, investing you? this. Okay, okay, right. But for, for me, for me, I, I'm not surprised to hear that. But for me, I don't know how you feel about it, Pete. But for me, when I first sort of heard that people would go onto iTunes, mm. see an album, and just pick the track they wanted and just download that track, to me that felt like a real insult to the artist. Now I'm over it now because I'm not as pretentious and that the world's changed. But to me at the time, it felt like a bit of an insult on behalf of the artist because. You know, if people are just going to go and do that, what's the point of putting an album together or even thinking about the track listing or anything like that, you know? Well, I mean, I guess people have changed. People have um, stopped being so tribal, I suppose. You're not into an album. You're into songs. Write a song. Write a good song. Who remembers, like, you know, everyone remembers Sweet Caroline. No one remembers Coming to America what's or that? America. Everyone Neil Diamond that. track. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the Razorlight song. No. It's massive for that. It was the biggest single. Poor example. No, that's... A, why would I bring up Razorlight when well, we talk about legendary you're, artists? You're always bringing up Razorlight, you. I know, right? Um, I think that's about enough time uh, for, we, for, we for this We mentioned Razorlight. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com to email us. And we do genuinely read every single one of your emails. So do get mm. them in. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to email us about your favourite front man with his mic S- skills... Scar. Your best level on Tony Hawk Two or something. What or, your dad, uh, what your dad brought home from work. Yeah, or if you got um, arm wrestled by a famous person, mm. any of that stuff. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. We'll be back on Monday for more of this nonsense. Thank you for indulging us, and thank you for keeping this show alive. Pete and I have got nothing else to do. We'll see you next week. Woohoo! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. 
all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. 